0: Hey, friends, welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer request or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host Connie and I am so glad you're here. Literally without you, there would be no podcast. So last time I was telling you about my view of Naomi and I'm going to kind of pick up there and finish that off. So I was saying that I always viewed Naomi as a victim, as someone that was dealt a really bad, you know, hand of cards in life and poor Naomi but the more that I read this the more that I identify with this constant struggle to not give in to our sin nature and we saw last time that Naomi chose to stay in the land of Moab and when she did that her two sons intermarried And they intermarried with women that were Moabites, that were a part of this culture, this godless culture. And one of the things that stood out to me was that when the Lord was commissioning the children of Israel, He commanded them very clearly as they went in to possess the land, um, the land of, of Israel, the promised land, that they were not to intermarry with these nations that they were supposed to wipe out. And what you see is when they did intermarry, tragedy took place. So this goes all the way back to Elimelech choosing in the face of adversity, in the face of a famine, to go outside of the will of God and to toy around with living and taking his children and his wife out of a place that God was recognized as supreme. There were godly laws in place. There were godly uh, ordinances. There was godly worship. And now I'm not saying that all the people were godly all the time, but there was an atmosphere of protection that was put in place by God because of Who was being worshipped and the ordinances and the laws that were given from him were in place here in that nation, the promised land. And so when they went outside of that, when he went outside of that, started with him, the head of the house, when Elimelech did that, probably without knowing it, I would assume without knowing it, he was ushering in this domino effect of struggle, sin, and a generational curse that ultimately throughout the book of Ruth, we see the Lord redeem in the most amazing way. And we see the story of Ruth giving us a picture of a type of Christ, which I'll get into later on, but a redeemer, (laughs) a kinsman redeemer. But to this point, Elimelech's choice and then Naomi's choice based on her callousness by living there and being exposed to it for such a a long time ultimately her sons then remained and intermarried people that were filled with god intermarried with a godless nation and then they died and we see the lord again come in and orchestrate an amazing redemptive plan But the point is, is what we see is that when we don't stand up to our sin nature, when we take shortcuts, there are extreme consequences. Now, there are two ways of looking at this, probably more, but two that stand out to me. We can deny that. You know, this is a real thing that sin is really this big of a deal that we really struggle with it because it's uncomfortable. It causes conviction and it makes us have to do things differently. Or we can embrace that this is in fact true, that we are constantly in a state of struggling, that we are constantly in a state of being tempted towards our weakness to view our weakness as a gift when really it is our downfall. We view our weakness as pleasure, as comfort, as not so bad. And all of those things, when we, when we foolishly view our weakness as something to be toyed with or something to be coddled, we are ushering in our downfall. Now, our downfall can be many different things. It can just be a, you know, a a season of rebellion or it can be one sin that we commit before we pick ourselves back up. But the struggle is a constant one that we have to be anchored in the truth of God and seeking him in order to be able to, number one, handle. Handle. It's hard to look at your sin. But when we are anchored in the truth of God and we are close to him and the communication lines are open and we are connected to him, it is so much easier. And not only is it easier, but you'll want to do it because you will know that when you view your sin as stinky, then God is able to not only forgive you and redeem you, but help you to be more in control of your spiritual life and power, which enables you to deal with sin quicker. You are more able to recognize it. You're more able to pick it out and go, yeah, this isn't right. It's kind of like me reading this story of Ruth over and over and over again throughout my life and never being able to see That in the first four verses, the Lord is showing us that things in our life, when we are a Christian, they're put there by Him. And that we have an obligation to figure out what the Lord wants us to do in those situations. And I don't mean an obligation to figure it out like we have to do some amount of work or legalistic um, song and dance. No, I'm talking about we have an obligation to be in a relationship with Jesus to where when something comes in our life, we are prayerfully asking him, what do we do with this? How do we handle this? And as we do that, we grow. This experience of having our eyes unveiled It comes through the consistent walking with the Lord. Consistent walking with the Lord is termed righteousness in the scriptures and righteousness is not perfection. It's not the absence of sin in our fallen world, but it is the expectation that we are progressively moving forward and seeking, excuse me, and seeking God more and more and therefore spending less time in active sin and blind rebellion. Blind rebellion meaning things that we don't pick up on, that we don't perceive. Part of walking closely with the Lord is a new perception. And what we're going to see in this story is that there is no situation where a child of God is ever too far gone for the Lord to pursue or for the Lord to bring back, we'll find our hope doesn't shift or change, and we'll find that our sinfulness isn't too much for the Lord, nor does it make him want to turn away from us. Even though Elimelech put his family in a critically dangerous position and there was some very severe consequences. And even though Naomi spent some time embittered towards the Lord for her losses and her eyes were darkened to the part that she played in all of it and to the goodness of God, God was working to use this situation to bring Naomi back into alignment with him and to begin to open her eyes and give her the ability to perceive who she is apart from him, who she is with him, and how he works all things together for her good. I am excited to study Ruth with you. I'm excited to study a book of the Bible that is so commonplace now. Because I believe that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between the bone and the marrow, the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I believe that God is going to show us himself through this book, not necessarily new things, but new things to us, things that we haven't been able to see because we've been walking in spiritual darkness. But the Lord is a God of light, and he is going to take our hand and help us to find our way into his light. I can't wait to do this with you. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you'll come back next week. Be sure to share this episode with family and friends. Follow me on social media, Facebook and Instagram. We'd and beautiful things and drop me a prayer request, an idea for the show. Or if you know of a good guest, I love to have some good names of people to interview on the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.